0: What is up, everybody? I'm Captain Spanix. Welcome to the CS Cast. Uh, I'm also on YouTube and Twitch, do live streams, game reviews, all that fun stuff. So today we got actually a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot of gaming news. So some things we're gonna talk about today. They talked about the Unreal Engine 5 running on a PS5 dev kit. That's the future of gaming. Big news for Summer Game Fest, Jeff Keeley. Uh we got Ghost of Tsushima gameplay, 18 minutes. Uh, State of Play by Sony. That is a Sony exclusive. That's uh, made by Sucker Punch, who made the infamous games. And the new Paper Mario game, The Origami King. So let's start with The Origami King. It was a short trailer. Came out of nowhere, uh, at least for me. And uh, there's not really much to say here. The uh, it, it, it started off with a very dark tone, <clears throat> which was strange. And basically, the game is another... Iteration in the Paper Mario franchise. The art style is amazing looking. Uh, the problem I have, the big concern I have is that, you know, Paper Mario games, they used to be great. Starting with the Super Mario RPG, if you count that. That wasn't really a paper style, but that was kind of the the uh, progenitor of the franchise. And then we went to Paper Mario over on Wii, which is also great. And then we started to lose our way. Uh, and I think the last game was Wii U Color Splash. And... I didn't play that game, but everything I saw and heard was kind of a bummer. It looked great, but <clears throat> the style of gameplay, they, you know, they stripped away a lot of the RPG elements, which actually is kind of interesting because apparently Miyamoto, the great Miyamoto, uh, back in the day told him, eh, we don't need the RPG elements. People don't really want that. And this, that and the other thing I'm paraphrasing, but <sighs> that's part of what makes that, that franchise great. The RPG elements, uh, At least for me and and for a lot of people from what I hear. So my big concern is, are they going to go back to more of that style of the RPG? I am uh, extremely reticent, uh, you know, uh, and doubtful, trepidatious, whatever word you want to use about my hype. Game looks really good, and I would love for a great new Paper Mario game. I would love it. I just don't know. Yeah, again, it's called the Origami King. It's going to be a Switch exclusive. <coughs> uh, Origami King, not Origami Killer. Origami Killers from Heavy Rain, and I do accidentally mix those two up somehow. Uh, so that's Paper Mario Origami King. Not much to say. There's a few minutes on there. Check out my live trailer reaction. Or well, It wasn't live, but uh, it was my um, blind trailer reaction. To, uh, to see the video and uh, kind of hear my uh, thoughts as I'm watching it. There was some really interesting stuff in there. But is it going to be good? I'm doubtful. Okay, so then we're going to move on to Ghost of Tsushima and then the Unreal Engine 5. Ghost of Tsushima, <clears throat> people have been really hyped about this. We've been hearing about it for a, a good while now. It's an open world action RPG set in feudal Japan where you're uh, fighting off the Mongols. Uh, who have invaded your island, and uh, f- uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> and again, it's made by Sucker Punch, who made the infamous games, I loved Infamous Second Son, uh, so good, and um, oh, by the way, it's Tsushima, not Tsushima, I gotta get that right, it's Ghost of Tsushima, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a PS4 exclusive, it's coming out, I believe, July, the date got pushed back because of the global pandemic, and like I said, people have been really hyped about it But we have seen basically nothing about it. So my hype level has been almost non-existent. You know, we knew that it was Sucker Punch. We knew that it was Feudal Japan. And that's pretty much it. But now we have some information on it. So let's see here. We have, first of all, you, it looks like you're a set protagonist named Jin. So I don't think you can make your own character. Although you can customize their look with, uh, you create different dyes to dye their clothing and obviously wear different armor. But you're a set protagonist, which is cool. I like it both ways. I like when games, uh, you know, uh, I don't really have a preference necessarily. I think if I had to pick, I prefer to make my own character and, you know, kind of be that character and and make the choices that determine who that character is. But I also like having a set protagonist with their own sort of motivations, like a Geralt, you know. Uh, So it looks like that's the case. Okay. Uh, One thing they, the, the first thing they opened with was, uh, talking about exploration and it seems to be exploration is a big focus of this game and if that's the case then i am hyped uh we'll see how much that is because i gotta tell you open world action rpgs at one time were my favorite genre going back to probably from from morrowind to skyrim that sort of time period you know fallout 3 Uh, i just i love those games they are so good but i got kind of sick of them i got kind of sick of them because they've kind of boiled down to this sort of open world checklist where you're just following quest markers. You're not really absorbing the world. It's one of the main reasons I love Breath of the Wild so much because it, it stripped all that back and it just said, you know what, take all that muck off the screen and uh, and we're not going to tell you where the good stuff is. you got to go find it. And I love that. And I hope that this game goes for that. There are some clues that it may be going that way. For example, you have animals that are in an environment like a fox and a bird who can guide you to points of interest. Uh, I don't know how dynamic that will be, if that'll be like sort of set piece things or or what. Uh, You also have wind, a guiding wind. They put a big focus on wind, both aesthetically and uh, gameplay mechanically. So it looks like you can sort of click a button and sort of summon this wind. And the wind will kind of point you. It has literal like almost Wind Waker style, uh, you know, drawings in, in, in the screen to show you like, okay, the wind's blowing this way. You don't just have to look at your cape and like, you know, put your thumb in the air, wet thumb. Uh, that's cool. I like that. It's it's a small thing, but it could really help make you stay in the environment and observe the environment instead of going to your map or just looking at a quest marker and beelining it there, not really paying attention to gorgeous environments. So those are two hopeful aspects. Those are <clears throat> Their focus on exploration is my main hope for Ghosts of Tsushima. Tsushima, I apologize. I'm a little worried that they're going to go half and half. They're not going to go all in, uh, but we'll see. Another thing I liked, and there were some similarities to this game to Red Dead and uh, uh, Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed, of course. And one thing I liked is that you... When you're, picking, when you're picking different kind of herbs and stuff in the game, you don't have to sit through this laborious animation. You know, it's like Red Dead 2. That was a big sort of annoyance of mine. And some people liked it. I did not. Where it takes you forever to loot bodies. Takes you forever to skin a corpse. Takes you forever to pick an herb in Red Dead 2. And I, I hated that, honestly. What's up, man? Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it, dude. As always. Uh, you know i I hated that in red dead 2 some people liked it like at least let me skip those animations and so ghost of tsushima when you pick herbs and stuff it it just automatically like picks you can even do it from your horse which i personally like not everybody likes that i do you know make my life easier eliminate all that little stuff i want to focus on the big stuff so uh i like that now another thing i want to talk about was we got two styles of combat. At least two styles of combat, perhaps more. Thank you so much, dude. Appreciate it, man. Go, Sushima. I'm getting hyped. There are two styles of combat. One of them looks like it's more counter focused, where it's almost like old Assassin's Creed, where you saw footage of Jin the protagonist take out three Mongols very quickly in like in like three hits. Like you didn't have to button mash, you didn't have to do any of that. Like he just like Sat! Sat, sat, dead, dead, dead. That seems pretty cool. <clears throat> um, he also even did a one-hit kill with the Kunai, which is interesting because usually the Kunai, they're throwing daggers. They're pretty weak in the game. Uh, so I, I kind of like that. I like that maybe it's quicker. The thing I'm worried about is, is if it's like really heavily counter-focused because one of my problems with Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, is that it was so counter-focused. And I really don't... I really don't like parrying and countering in games and all that but we'll see and then the other style of combat they called ghost which was basically a stealth trickery style of combat you were throwing like uh firecrackers to distract enemies you were doing sneaky assassinations and they actually indicated that playing that way is kind of an evil way to play so one thing i'm curious about will there be a morality system Will it be like, hey, if you keep doing these kind of dirty tricks in combat, <clears throat> you're going to get a reputation and you're going to be known as like the evil person, uh, which I I think it would be awesome. And they did kind of hint to that. And they said like enemies, as you gain a reputation, they'll be afraid of you. Like they'll just see you and like cower and, and, and scamper away. So that's pretty cool and they showed footage of that where one guy's like crawling on the ground trying to get away he had no weapon and freaking Jin just kills him mercilessly which is like damn dude that's that's pretty uh that's pretty messed up but okay um okay what else have we got here we got the yeah they got a photo mode because video games um so the photo mode but it looks really cool you can uh there's a lot of different things you could change the wind <clears throat> the wind strength wind direction which is pretty cool. And another thing that's really interesting is that you can play the entire game black and white with film grain. That's pretty cool. And they said specifically that they're trying to give an homage to the old samurai films. Uh, is it Kurosaki? It was one of the famous uh, uh, directors. I can't remember, but there are a couple of them. Really famous black and white uh, samurai movie makers from back in the day. <clears throat> and this is giving back to that. Which, that's cool, man. If you can play the whole game like that, which it says you can, I don't think I'm going to play the whole game like that, Um, but I'll switch back and forth. And speaking of switch back and forth, you also have Japanese voices with English subtitles. That's something I will definitely be switching back and forth on. The only thing I'm curious about is it looked like the original dub for the game is in English, because it looked like the when it was doing the Japanese voices for a little bit, it looked like the, the lips weren't matching up. Not a big deal. <clears throat> Just interesting. Uh, because I feel like a game like this, normally you'd have it be originally done in Japanese and then dubbed in English. But <clears throat> eh, not really a big deal. So that's pretty much the gist of what we saw. You can check out my video on YouTube for Ghost of Tsushima. Sush- uh, my uh, blind reaction to the trailer Uh Overall takeaway, you know, before this video, I was at about like, eh, 30% hype level, maybe that, 20, 15, because we didn't know anything about it, but now I'm like at a 40 to 50% hype level, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, uh, I'm still a little concerned how much different is it going to feel like from the typical open world action RPG. Because at this point, for me to die, and I'm kind of a completionist. Some of you guys may know out there. So if I'm going to put my time into a game like this, I need, I'm going to put a lot of time into it. So I need something a little different, a little cut above. Because uh, at this point, I'm pretty burned out on open world action RPG and you know we got cyberpunk coming out later this year and uh so i still haven't finished neo2 so uh and that's not really open world action rpg but you know just a little burned out on it so we shall see about a 40 50 percent hype level it looks like it's trying to straddle the line between being like completely different like a breath of the wild and being kind of like familiar like an assassin's creed game uh and uh We shall see. And especially in a post-Sekiro world, even with all the problems, I have a lot of problems with Sekiro. It's my least favorite from software game by far. But you gotta admit, when it comes to sword on sword, katana, counter, action, Sekiro may be the best ever. I have to admit that. Just in terms of that sort of giving you that feeling of like two samurais, you know, one-on-one, clashing swords, counters, reposts, things like that. Uh, Sekiro nails it. It's just that I don't particularly want that style of combat in my Souls game. That was my problem, but anyway, that's a uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Curious. A bit hyped. We'll see. And we're going to finish off with Unreal Engine 5. This is huge, you guys. It's huge. Uh, now, Unreal Engine is a popular engine used by many, not all, but many developers over the years. Since 1998, I think it debuted with the game Quake. The last one was Unreal Engine 4. I think it was 2014, a game called Daylight, if memory serves. So it's been a while since we got another Unreal Engine. Uh, and basically what that is, is it's the sort of, Thing you you it's like your canvas and and your your palette when you're making a game you know it, it's sort of the foundation so what did they talk about well first of all i wanted to mention they've talked about many times they're running it on a ps5 dev kit this demo uh it was only less than 10 minutes the actual demo the rest of it was just jeff talking with tim sweeney the ceo of epic and other members of epic who worked on this but um yeah so they showed about eight to ten minutes and, again, stressing, running on a PS5 dev kit. Of course, it's going to be on Xbox and PC as well, Unreal Engine. Uh, but <clears throat> that that's good to know, because I believe Unreal Engine 4 was being, when they did their demo, was being run on a extremely high-end PC. And Tim Sweeney kept making it a point to say that PS5 is right up there with the highest-end PCs. Now, we have to take a step back from that. I mean, you know, that's... You know, that could be marketing, typical buzzwords. I've been around a long time with this industry. I've seen it many times. But if that really was running on a PS5 dev kit, that was impressive. And I wanted to mention before I forget too, they said it was two people working from September to March. Or I'm sorry, two dozen people working on on that tech demo from September to March. So that's like, what, six months, 24 people doing that tech demo on a PS5 dev kit. You know, it's pretty impressive. Uh, and then I talked about nanites and lumens. Uh, the, the, key, the nanites were focused on sort of that highly detailed environments. Uh, and the lumens were talking about more dynamic lighting. The, the key thing here, the key thing that gets me excited is they're stressing that this is more automatic, that this will make it so much easier on developers to not worry about stuff like getting the lighting just right because a lot of times the lighting in games is baked into the environment it takes a lot of effort it's not really dynamic whereas this from what they're saying is going to be totally dynamic which means you can just easily adjust the lighting as a developer without a lot of fuss and the same thing applies to the nanites which is the you know the highly technical triangles and and voxels and all that and basically it's the same thing where it's kind of hard to explain, but it makes it a lot easier to move assets around. It almost, almost automatically creates the assets. um, Because one of the things they talk about was photogrammetry. You guys may know that from uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. I think it may have been the first game to do that, if not one of the biggest ones to do it, uh, which is basically scanning things from the environment, actual objects in real life, to, to, to put them into the game as actual assets and to look amazing and say what you want about star Wars battle from game looks amazing. So they talked about that being sort of the nexus, like you can sort of import objects and it'll simulate and create these ridiculously detailed textures that you don't have to fuss over. You're still going to have to code and, and work on it, obviously, but, it, it almost sounds like it creates a template, a generated template. Uh, and the detail was absurd when you get down to it. I mean, the fact that it was running on a PS5 dev kit and they were zooming in, getting in close to the environments, the statues, absurd. Hundreds of millions of these triangles that they talked about on a really small level, really small. So when you look at it from the developer angle you you see what looks like white noise when they put up that one screen in a video which check me out on youtube i did a reaction to it you can see the video um and it looks like white noise you think okay that's just like a bunch of stuff but no it's it's so detailed it's it's almost looking it's almost looking at like a galaxy map or something where it just looks like a bunch of light but when you zoom in it's like all this stuff that's detailed inside and that's really impressive. That is really impressive. And the fact that this might make it easier on developers to make this stuff, that's that's a huge uh that's a huge thing. That really is. And unfortunately, I hate and now we get to the, the bad part, I guess, is that it's not gonna release till late 2021, officially. And games take many years to develop, so we are probably not going to see. This stuff really bear fruit. <clears throat> I mean, you got to imagine at least late twenty twenty two, you know, uh, and and probably longer. Um, which you know is a bummer, but we're at least we get to see what next gen could very well look like, and I love it because you know I'll, oftentimes I'll hear people, and every time I hear a next a new console coming out, I always hear people saying. Ah, uh, graphics are about as good as they're going to get, you know. There'll be little increases, but nah, not much better. And I just, like, shake my head. Like, you kidding me? Like, we've been saying this every time. Graphics are going to get... we What we see now on our systems, we're going to laugh at in 20 years. <clears throat> just like we do with graphics from 20 years ago when we said it's not going to get much better. It's just It's just how it is, because you can't imagine in your mind how much better things can look and be when you're stuck in the present. And I can't either. I have no idea. Like, But this is sort of a little taste. When you look at this, when you look at this demo, it's like, okay, you, you can kind of start to see, like, wow. It's all about the details. You know, when you get close to something in a game now, <clears throat> I don't care how pretty the game is, unless it starts to break down a little bit. It starts to break down. The textures start to muddy you know, and that's, that's where it's going to be. It's going to be about the details that when you're playing a game, you may not notice from far away necessarily, but when you get close or when you see, the thing is, when you go back, that's always a trick. Like when I, okay, for example, when I first got 4k and 4k movies and 4k TV, I was like, oh, this looks so exciting. I'm going to play it. I played it. I was like, right, this looks good. And I got a pretty good TV. I was like, oh, that looks good." Same thing happened with Blu-ray. I was like, "Yeah, oh, this looks good." But then I went back when I had Blu-ray to DVD, and then I went back when I had 4K to Blu-ray. And it's like, okay, you can you then you can tell, you know. And it's like, oh, because your mind when when you look back, you sort of forget how bad things look, you know, or how much better they look now, you know, because it's just like Goldeneye love playing Golden knight in 64 and it's like then you go back 10 years after that and look at it, it's like wow i don't remember it looking this bad you know so anyway unreal engine 5 i am super excited about um it's just it shows us that it finally gives us a taste of next gen finally because we've we've not heard much about next gen gaming what have we heard we've heard that uh less load times okay eh, that's all right i don't really care about load times i'll check my phone or get a snack and then we heard about greater fps greater frames per second which is more exciting maybe we'll finally hit that 60 steady on console god forbid 120 that'd be phew. let's not get carried away so eh, eh, it's exciting but it's not eh. and i'm not a graphics now but you know it's nice i like things to look pretty and so it was like, I didn't really get much excitement. I haven't seen much gameplay. The Xbox event, which I covered on my YouTube channel, uh, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. But we had, like, no gameplay. And they screwed up their messaging, with, especially with Assassin's Creed. Didn't get me excited for next gen. This Summer Games Fest, Jeff Keighley, the Unreal Engine 5, did. Now, I'm tempering those excitements because, you know, People are gonna hype up their stuff. they're gonna they have they know how to market their stuff. They know the buzzwords. We've been through this before. We've seen Unreal Engine Four and how amazing it looked and how we never really reached that level. But the fact that they're talking about it easier on developers takes away a lot of their work. You don't need a thousand person team to make these highly detailed environments. If that is true, that's a game changer it, it legitimately. Legitimate game changer. Um, so you just gotta be careful with some of these marketing words. Like Tim Sweeney said, ah, man, we should, I wish I'm gonna paraphrase this, but he said, "Gone are the no, gone are the days, or we don't live in a world now where there's gonna be load times and texture pop-ins." <clears throat> Come on, I don't know about that. That's see that that you gotta look out for when you talk like that. Because even the messaging for Sony and, and Xbox is like, oh, you're going to have much less load times. They didn't say gone are load times. And gone are texture pop-ins. But I will mention um, real quickly regarding texture pop-ins, Unreal Engine 5, they did say that with this system of nanites, because it's sort of auto-generating, they even said it's like talking, like the, the the triangles are talking to each other. It's like, oh my God, this is creepy. Is it, are these pixels going to decide that humans are no longer fit for cohabitation and take us out. Um, okay. That's silly, but like that the, the texture pop-in and the, the, he related it to it because it's simulating it. There shouldn't be any texture pop-in and he went into this long diatribe about technical talk and I'm not that up on all this stuff, but I have been following the industry for a long time and <clears throat> I kind of, I I kind of, I I can understand what he's saying because I understand, I hear from a lot of developers on what it makes to make a game and why texture pop-in happens and why artifacting happens, you know, and that would be really cool because I got to tell you, this texture pop-in stuff is annoying to me. Like I said, I'm not a graphic stop. I don't even like, I'm pretty generous when it comes to bugs. I, I kind of enjoyed Mass Effect Andromeda. I know it's crazy. I didn't love it, but I was, was a pretty good game. Uh, So I don't really, I'm not really care about all that stuff so much, but texture popping, That is one thing that really kind of annoys me where it's like, I'm sure you guys have all seen it before a million times. I'm sure where it's like you go into this environment <clears throat> and the textures, everything looks muddy and dirty and gross. And then like all of a sudden the detail will start popping in and popping in and popping in. It's like, God, I hate that. So, if we can get rid of that, I'm all for it. Um, But, yeah, that's... It is going to be a short episode today, guys. So, uh, like I said, what did we talk about? We got the Origami King, the Paper Mario game. I am very nervous about that one. Ghost of Tsushima PS4 exclusive, 18-minute footage. I cover that as well on YouTube. Looks cool. I'm not super hyped on it, but we'll see. Biggest news for me is Unreal Engine 5. Unreal Engine 5, because it's really taking a long-view look at the future of games. And if we can get that kind of detail that we saw in that tech demo on a console and do it without a ton of work, a thousand people working for four years... It's really impressive. <clears throat> it's really impressive. I'm so hopeful. Um it's, you know, always taking a step back. I'm always going to recognize that uh, this stuff like Unreal Engine 4 we didn't ever even fully utilize that technology. So it's always tough to say but oh man, I want it to be true. I want it to be true that it really is easier on developers, <clears throat> that it really was running on a PS5 dev kit. Um, that according to Tim Sweeney, a PS5 is going to be on parity, technically speaking, with the high end PCs. I want that to be true. <laughs> oh, do I want that to be true? Especially if you're going to charge me five, six plus hundred dollars, which they're talking about doing. Um, so. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're doing a short one today. I didn't have a ton to talk about. Um, just those three things, really. Uh, which I did also on YouTube. We looked at the trailers. We kind of got my blind reactions. Uh, and uh, except for the Unreal Engine Five, I didn't do a blind reaction. I did a news segment on that where I covered it in a bunch of different news things with the Tony Hawk. We talked about the Tony Hawk thing, the remasters. So, And we're going to be covering this a lot, by the way, guys. Uh, Summer Game Fest, Jeff Keighley, he's killing it. Respect to Jeff Keighley. He gets a lot of heat, okay? But I'm pro Jeff Keighley. I think, uh, you know, he tries to expand the industry. A lot of people, when he did the Video Game Awards, I liked the Video Game Awards. Yeah, they were cheesy. They had a lot of corporate sponsorship. But, you know, we got some new reveals. We got some new stuff. We learn we, we we learn things, we get we get some information and it's fun. So I would say that in the next event they they still have an announcement on the Summer Game Fest. The, the, that's the big problem I have with them is that they have not their their sort of scheduling is very uh, random. Really. Like yesterday it said that they were gonna do their next event at like one in the morning for today. And then they change it again. So I'm going to cover this as much as I possibly can with the Summer Game Fest. I was a little skeptical, skeptical about covering it, even though it is Jeff Keighley, um, and who I really respect in the industry. But I'm, uh, I'm going to be covering a lot more <clears throat> because he's done, I think, three shows now. I haven't watched the recent one. The recent one said it was just um, Q&A. No game reveals or anything like that. I am going to watch it. And I'm going to take notes like I do with all these videos. Uh, but stay tuned. We have a lot. We're gonna have a lot to talk about. The news is just starting to come in. It was a slow start to the year, where all we heard about was game delays and just bummer news about the pandemic. But things are starting to get announced. Things are starting to happen. Summer Game Fest. We have an Ubisoft event. Hopefully, we'll hear about Gods and Monsters, Skull and Bones. Oh, you know, obviously, Watch Dogs Legion. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We have Tokyo Game Show is going to do an online event. I don't think they announced the date on that. Um, EA is doing an event. I don't know. <clears throat> I might cover that. Not really a big EA guy. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think who else has online events. So we got basically we got a lot of stuff to cover. A lot of stuff to cover. Uh, and I'm excited. So yeah, it's a short one today, guys. Thank you for tuning in stopping by uh make sure to check me out on youtube and twitch i stream on twitch and i do youtube game reviews let's plays game news all that fun stuff so i'll catch you next one everybody bye